nonstop, nonstop chemtrails. And people still can't believe how dark and demonic these forces that ought not be are. We don't know how astronomical the total toxicity is. And I agree with your assessment, Diane, completely. It's a wonder any of us are able to walk and talk at this point, given the level of contamination we're being exposed to. But it's killing everything from every conceivable direction. What's happening in our skies holds our collective futures in the balance. We have to face it or we're done. Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here. That was my friend Diane Kayser and, of course, Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org. Do you know what Venus Syndrome is? Well, according to some, it is our inevitable fate. As conditions continue to decline due to manufactured geoengineering, that could ultimately lead to the extermination of human life on Earth. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in. This is a doozy. So before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Silver has been valued for its beauty and rarity for centuries. But did you know it also plays a vital role in modern industry and tech? According to Noble Gold Investments CEO Colin Plume, who I just interviewed recently, silver could be the new oil. From electronics to solar panels, demand for silver is only set to rise. That's why investing in a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is a smart choice for those looking to secure their financial future. With a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA, you can invest in physical silver coins or bars and take advantage of its unique properties as both a precious metal and industrial commodity. Not only does a Noble Gold Investments Silver IRA provide a hedge against inflation and market volatility, it also allows you to diversify your portfolio with an asset proven to hold its value over time. And this month, you'll get a beautiful Silver Eagle coin with every qualifying IRA of $20,000 or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments and their thousands of five-star reviews. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com to get started. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report, thephaser.com, and thelibertymill.com, where we give you real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda 24-7. Guys, this is a very important broadcast as the powers that ought not be continue to align themselves against we the people in every conceivable way, including, I'll get to it in a second, Judas Goat, Ken Burns on CNN. Let me welcome my guests first. Diane Kazer, welcome. How are you? Hey, Sean. Great. How are you? Good. Welcome back. Glad to have you here as uh, Dane Wigington is joining us as well from geoengineeringwatch.org. Dane, can you hear me? Hear you well, Sean. Thank you. All right. Dane's calling in because he's got internet issues today out there in, I believe, Northern California, where they were just hit with record snowfall. We'll talk about that and so much more. Let me do a screen share here, guys. Guys, I just want to play this clip. Ken Burns on CNN regarding Tucker Carlson daring to show the American people the real history of what happened on January 6th. Listen to this. DeSantis and others are doing limit our ability to understand who we are and are not inclusive. They're exclusive. They're they're narrowing the focus of what is and isn't American history. It's terrifying. It feels like a Soviet system or, you know, the way the Nazis would build a Potemkin village. Tucker Carlson's doing the same thing with the footage from uh, 1-6. It's just uh, a, a kind of rewriting of history at the most dangerous level. It's a it's, it's huge threat to our republic. All right. So the real footage, what really happened on January 6th, friends, which Tucker Carlson is now in the process of revealing on a nightly basis, is a threat to the republic. Dane, do you have any input on that at all regarding what... Uh, Ken Burns describes as what is and isn't American history. All of the political theater from every side of the fence, scripted, orchestrated, manipulated to take the masses' eye off the ball, to take the public's eye off the ball, at the collapsing life support systems of the planet. So think how absurd it is, Sean. When you, when you stand back and look at all the political theater, again, from every side of the fence, and completely eclipsing the fact that the planet's life support systems are literally failing by the day. And I don't care who doesn't believe that. I can't help that. I can't make them look at statistical data. But um, yeah, I'm not arguing the absurdity of what you just shared and the political nature of it all. But again, I would argue political anything at this point is to miss the point that the oncoming train is about to pummel us all. And the empty food shelves and the likely cards the power structure will soon play. And it's from there is no political side on those at the very top. And when they start 
to use nukes and when they are chemically assaulting us from the, side, the sky with climate engineering operations, um, that's an immediate fight for life and all the rest is simply distraction. Diane, did that soundbite trouble you in any way? I mean, this is the guy that PBS has propped up as America's filmmaker, America's truth teller through his documentaries. What are your thoughts on what he just said there? I find it incredibly offensive personally. You know, I I used to follow a lot of this in politics and the, the, the theater is where um, I get a bit lost in it too. Uh, I get mad at different things that that you do, Sean. I get angry at um, what we're going to talk about today and what Dane's purpose is and what I'm seeing, you know, in my practice in terms of how these things are impacting people. So when I see political theater like this, it, it's hard to know what is truth. Um, but what I see is that it, it used to be, we used to say as women, it's raining men. And, uh, there was that song, it's raining men, hallelujah. And now there aren't very many men because we have a lot of these toxins like atrazine that are converting them and there's no men to protect us. So what I'm seeing from a top-down perspective is a lot of political theater that are contaminating the minds of men and what it's like to be a true male leader and warrior in this world right now. Um, So I see it as a distractive and divisive technique myself. Um, it's not raining men, it's raining atrazine, it's it's raining um, chemtrails, it's raining toxins and uh, political theater and the toxins that are in our sky that we're going to talk about with Dane today are the things that are converting men into, um, I guess you would say the word wussies and uh, political theater is no different, dividing the real men from the fake men. So that's what I see. That's interesting. And I know you're seeing some very troubling things in your patient's lab work. We're going to talk about that. Dane, were you able to hear what Diane said there about where are the men, where are the real men, where are the heroes? Yeah, I heard it very clearly, and I, I thank you, Diane, for bringing that up. And I, on, on all sides of the fence, men and women, for any those that don't seem to feel any sense of responsibility toward their own posterity, which they claim to love, but yet won't face the converging cataclysms that are closing in from every side. So, and uh, from a physical standpoint, yeah, with the contaminants in the environment and the medical treatments and all the above that seem to be certainly altering the very makeup of the genders. And um, it's very different than when I grew up. I'll say that certainly, even physically, what I see in males and females, very, very different than the physical makeup that I saw uh, when I was in high school in the late 70s. Uh, Would that with your conclusions, Diane? Yes. Yes, Dane, is that there, I could speak for women right now, or however someone would define a woman these days, which is just, we we talked about that in one of uh, our previous episodes is who's leading our, our nation's health right now is a man masquerading as a woman now named Rachel, um, who's extremely overweight. And it's a joke. It's just more political, dramatized theater to distract us from what's really happening. And those that are following the, what's what's happening out there, what's happening out there, we're missing the point of what's happening in here. And uh, as a woman that is looking, where are the protectors? We We have lost that because a lot of people are distracted from what's happening out there. So it is absolutely one of the greatest epidemics that right now they are doing a very good job of dividing men and women who are supposed to come together in our hearts and procreate. Whereas right now we're seeing that... Uh, we might not be around here anymore. The Dane, you talk about this often. In the, in the next few decades, we might not have any more living species of anything here. We're set to be um, infertile by the year 2047. And this is another part of the divisive strategy. Next few decades would be a very, very optimistic prognosis. On the, on the current course, mathematically and statistically, it will be unlikely that anyone would be here by the end of this decade. And I know that is impossible for most people to grasp. That sounds completely preposterous to them, and they can't fathom how how that could have even a shred of truth to it. But I can't stress enough, this is a non-linear equation. It's a cascading collapse scenario that's already well underway, and those in power know that they can't maintain this paradigm any longer. I mean, it's already imploding. So what will they do? What cards will they play? What cards have they already played? They're dispersing biologicals, certainly, in the aerosol 
spraying dispersions. In addition to the toxins we already are well aware of, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene. But on top of this, what biologicals are being used and what can they use at any moment of their choosing, they could disperse something far more lethal like hemorrhagic fever, Marburg, Ebola, nuclear detonations are certainly another card. They appear to be maneuvering to play. And there's even open discussion of the benefit in their eyes of a nuclear exchange to put enough particulate matter in the atmosphere to provide temporary cooling. If they do this, we're done at that, the demise of the human race and likely most life on earth would ensue rapidly from there. And, and Sean and Diane, with all the headlines you've seen lately of all the snow, snow, snow in California, back to the dividing and confusing the population, are you guys uh, hearing from others around you that how could there be any warming on the planet when there's that much snow falling? I mean, is, is that the narrative that you hear around you? Because that's certainly what they're trying to instill in people. That's part of confusing and dividing them and taking their eye off the wider horizon, including climate engineering. Yeah, you know, a little bit. And uh, the other thing that they can do is continue to inject us with their bioweapons. I want to do one more soundbite, and then we're going to stay on track here with geoengineering talk. But uh, I think this is pertinent because it is a shocking confession from Moderna CEO, Stefan Bansel, at the World Economic Forum. If you guys haven't heard this yet, buckle up, because he confesses. And he says, how about we make a billion dollars next year? There's going to be a pandemic. He had foreknowledge, and then it gets even darker. I'm going to go with uh, Stefan Bansel. Uh, let's talk about vaccine development, because we've heard how it happened, obviously, with COVID-19 starting from 2022, and how extraordinary the process was also in terms of the speed. How is development, adoption, and scaling of vaccine going on when it comes to different variants and sub-variants? Because this is one of the big concerns as, we, as we're all here now, and we're discussing, we, we understand the context, and this is a great deal. Sure. Good morning and thank you for having me on the panel. Um, so the great news versus 2020, where we are today, is we have manufacturing capacity. As Seth knows, when the pandemic happened, Moderna had made 100,000 doses in 2019 for the whole year. I'm going to pause it right there. In 2019, they had already manufactured 100,000 doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. This is pre-pandemic. And I remember walking after Davos into the office of my head of manufacturing and I say, how we make a billion dollars next year? And you look at me a bit funny, say, what? Uh, I say, yeah, we need to make a billion dollars next year. There's going to be a pandemic. All right. We're going to make a billion dollars next year, meaning he said this in 2019, next year being 2020, because there's going to be a pandemic, a pandemic. Those are the words of Moderna CEO Stefan Bonsell. That is a shocking confession in my book. I'm coming back to my guests. And by the way, guys, they want to continue to make these mRNA injections for a variety of other what they call illnesses to protect the American people and people around the world from their boogeyman viruses. All divide and conquer, all a plan to destroy God's beautiful creation, in my view. Dane, any thoughts on what you just heard? Well, again, there should be no debate at all as to the origins of CV-19 when we had the publication in Journal Nature in 2015 acknowledging the creation of the gain-of-function characteristic with funding from NIH and, and Anthony Fauci's NAIS, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. So there should be no debate at all. I mean, that's been clear from day one. And so for media, even Carlson and the rest, to pretend that – and I'm I grateful for his, for his coverage of certain things now, but, I mean, that, that's been on the record from day one, so there should have never been a debate about the origins of COVID. And, again, we have disaster capitalists like the tape you just played – that, yes, are trying to fill their pockets with loot on a sinking ship. How much good will that do them? Uh, again, I, I can't stress enough that this is all part of thinning the herd. And, and, yes, the disaster capitalists are there, but ultimately there's a much bigger agenda. Most are not going to be here much longer. I know that's a very difficult pill to swallow, but at best some might make it through what's coming. And this is not an advocation for anything. Al Gore, Sean, you know me, and and Diane, if you listen to any of our disseminations at Geoengineering Watch, you would know as, as well that we have great disdain for all the environmental groups, including Al Gore, for their omission of climate engineering and their delusion that so-called green energy is going to save us. But the bottom line is we are in a very dark corner, 
and all of these issues you're bringing up, Sean, correct me so, are simply as a means to distract and divide populations to keep their eye off the tidal wave that's looming over our collective heads. The planet's life support systems are failing. That's, I think, what you alluded to as well, Diane. So uh, we're we're in a fight for life right here, right now. And the rest is just orchestrated distraction to keep our eye off that that battle and that we're exposed to what they're dispersing in the air, Sean and Diane, which we cannot hide from. We can hide from the lethal vaccination, but we can't hide from the air we have to breathe. And they know that. Hey, Diane, I want you to shout out your website here in a second. I failed to uh, mention it when I introduced you, but uh, I want to ask you about what you're seeing in your patient's lab work in a second. Sure. It, may, it might in part be from vaccinations people have taken. It might in part be from the things we're breathing and drinking, from what they're spraying in the air with geoengineering. But uh, first, I just want to say, since you mentioned Rachel Levine, do you guys know what a dog king is? I just recently learned this. The dog king is a Scandinavian tradition that when uh, the Scandinavians would defeat an enemy and kill the king, they would replace the king with a dog for the people that they beat and uh, the people who they just conquered. And it is part of a humiliation ritual. And I would just like to point out that we have a dog king in Joe Biden. We have a dog king in Rachel Levine. We have a dog king in Fetterman. Who, where is Fetterman, by the way? Evidently, he's in a hospital for three weeks for depression, and yet he keeps writing bills. Give me a break. We have a dog king in Katie Hobbs beholden to George Soros and the Sinaloa cartel. That's why we are up against what we're up against right now. It's so much bigger than just the deep state. It's the dog king puppets that we're given as our quote unquote leaders. And it's all part of a humiliation, demoralization ritual. So with that said, feel free to comment either of you. But uh, what are you seeing in your patients labs, Diane, that concerns you so much? Yeah, I could actually show you some real life scenarios that are happening right now that are concerning me. And so that you guys all know, um, I may not be wearing a white coat. I might not be an MD. I am a naturopathic doctor and I have been um, teaching people how to cleanse their bodies for over 12 years. I did telemedicine and telehealth before it was trending. And I don't say that to impress you. I say that to impress upon you that I have seen trends for over a decade now. And what I have been seeing over the last two years has been something that I, you might as well call me uh, an urgent care naturopath, um, an ICU naturopath, because what I'm seeing in patients right now on their labs, on their skin, in their minds, in their households, we are where Dane said, we are beyond SOS. We are in the space of detox or die. That's what I'm witnessing as people dying because they have been ignoring and it's not their fault. A big part of what we're taught is talk to your doctor, talk to your doctor and Western medicine MDs are nothing but drug pushers. That is it. They, they are people who innocently wanted to help people. And then they got hypnotized into this ritualistic um, Western medicine drug pushing industry that like, what's his name said, other puppet, um, we're here to make money and profits off of people's illness. That's really all it is. And I might piss some people off out there and I don't care. We need people to stand up like us who are really pointing the finger to the truth that that is what Western medicine is. So if you go to your doctor right now, like our at last episode, Sean, we saw that guy in Ohio who is speaking like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Where is he going? He's going to go to see a toxicologist. They're not taught this stuff. We don't have labs to look at these things. So going to someone like that, they'll say, oh, you know, worst case scenario or best case scenario, he'll leave there with a few pills to numb out the thought of his symptoms because of the pain he's experiencing from being toxified. But what's happening now is I am seeing mold mycotoxins beyond I, that I've ever seen before. And this is what I want to talk to Dane about is that we run very advanced urinary analysis to look for over a hundred different metabolites for different things like heavy metals and mold, environmental toxins, forever chemicals that take hundreds, if not maybe even thousands of years to biodegrade. They don't leave the body on their own. But the biggest problem I'm seeing right now that I haven't seen at this epidemic level is mold. And I can show you some pictures of what that looks like on the skin. I can talk about the symptoms that you're likely to experience. But right now, this is the biggest problem that I'm seeing is mold and metals. And my take, my thought is that a lot of this is coming from the sky because this is what Dane has been talking about. And I wanted to ask Dane about it because we have fungal spores, we have viruses, contaminants that can, they can literally just put into these, which I'm looking at right now from my sky here in Sedona. 
nonstop, nonstop chemtrails. And people still can't believe how dark and demonic these forces that ought not be are. So Dean, I wanted to ask you the question, what kind of mold spores are they, my fungal spores? Are they putting in these chemtrails and why? And, and or can I just say one thing, Dane? I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, so, so, yeah. I'm so, I apologize so much for interrupting and interjecting here because I want your response, obviously. But could it be less sunlight equals more mold? I mean, just let's start there, but uh, I'll shut up and uh, you respond. It, it's all the above. And Diane, I certainly completely share your assessment of the medical industrial complex and the destruction that they're wreaking on human health with their uh, with their methods. And in regard to the, the mold factor, it's not just affecting us, it's affecting virtually the entire web of life. So when you alter direct sunlight, blocking direct sunlight, when you fill the atmosphere with carrier platforms, which is what these particulates are, and you annihilate all beneficial microbiome from the clouds to the ground, literally wiping it out, same as with the human body when you take antibiotics and fungal infections ensue because you've destroyed the beneficial microbiome. So we're seeing the same thing in the forest, fungal infection, everything, various species, various types, but fungal infection in the forest with the flora is off the charts and it's wreaking havoc there as well. So Again, I would argue we can't not have this happen when we have an atmosphere filled with what amounts to a carrier platform for fungal everything. In addition to what they may be dispersing as a part of this mix, uh, the mix itself would only proliferate fungal everything by killing beneficial microbiome, blocking direct sunlight, forming, providing carrier platforms for these various elements to be dispersed further and proliferated in regard to the PFAS chemicals, which you brought up, Diane, thank you for doing that as well. We now know from peer-reviewed study that there's not an uncontaminated drop of rain on planet Earth from the North Pole to the South Pole, Mount Everest, everything in between, everywhere. Nothing is not contaminated. All of it's contaminated at this point. So, and, and we don't even know what to look for. You have to, you can't just go into a lab and, tell, and give them a sample and say, what's in this? You have to tell them what to look for. And Many of these elements are very difficult to even find a lab that will that has the capability of looking for them, like graphene, for example. And Dan and Sean, you may know, and we disclose it to you in that of the last 100 precipitation tests we, we were involved with, nearly every single one, with only a few exceptions, contain graphene. Graphene is used for a biological carrier platform, so, so are polymer fibers. So, um, again, from, from every perspective, the aerial dispersions are... Uh, a, a real term, a real immediate threat to life. It's every breath we take. And based on previous study, and I'll end with this, we know that as many as 20 million nanoparticles may be being inhaled with every single breath we take, up to 20 million. So your listeners know how small a nanoparticle is. You can fit 60 to 100,000 across the width of a human hair. And our atmosphere is absolutely saturated with them and we're all sucking them up with every breath we take so oxygen levels are declining because oceans dying because plankton's dying off we have uv radiation bombarding the planet now from every conceivable direction the walls are closing in but uh, we have to breathe and everything diane brought up i would i would wholeheartedly agree with and our threat is that bad and that immediate Hey, Diane, you sent me uh, several questions you had for uh, Dane, and instead of me just repeating them, do you have any follow-up questions at all for him based on what he just said before I ask him something? Yeah, thank you for that, Sean. And and um, Dane, you're a superhero in my eyes. I All the Hollywood pedophile elites, nah. Dane, Sean, you guys are heroes. You're my heroes. So I just wanted team, to... Team effort, Diane. Team, team effort to you too, though. I mean, I... I'm very grateful for your work and what you're doing and, and that you're putting your voice in this battle. So team effort, we're all doing our part. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I had heard about you seven years ago when I first started talking about chemtrails and my family thought I was crazy. And that's usually the start of it, right? <laughs> um, 
What I'm seeing in, you know, a lot of the, I I train doctors and health practitioners and certify them to learn how to detox their patients and clients, because right now we don't have enough of us talking about this. And they're constantly sending me information about what you're putting out there. Um, One of the things that I don't know if you know, polymer chemist, Dr. Michael Castle, um, but he's studied atmospheric polymers for years and he's identified, you do know him? I, I, I knew him. Michael's no longer with us, my understanding. Oh, interesting. Um, rest in peace, Michael. Um, but he's identified, I, I read this, that there was an identification of microscopic polymers comprised of genetically engineered fungal forms that are mutated with viruses. I don't know if you've heard of any of that, you know, that plus like the chaff and morgellons. I, these are all things that are sent to me that I'm going, are those things that you've seen on labs or have known to even ask, is that in the the rain or in the sky? Again, on a genetic engineering standpoint of elements that might be a part of the dispersion, that's a very deep hole that it's very difficult to find any institution that will even begin to venture into it. What we do know, what we can say with absolute certainty, no ambiguity, that all of these elements are highly toxic in and of themselves. They have the effects that we already discussed of the proliferation of these harmful elements. But when we look at synergistic toxicity with these elements, so in the case of aluminum, for example, it's highly toxic. Most know that. Most people know aluminum is is very detrimental, neurologically speaking, especially mercury, the same. But when you combine those two metals, synergistic toxicity can be as high as 10,000%. That's 100 times worse. When we start to add other elements, manganese, graphene, Surfactants. Well, we have surfactants in the snow now. The snow is incredibly slick and it foams. Have you guys seen foaming rain? Have you seen rain where it looks like someone dumped a box of soap into the rain at times where it runs into gutters? There's a lot of foam and bubbles and so forth. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. But surfactants, which is part of the mix, which keeps the particulates from coagulating together. So the, the toxicity of all this is not considered. But when we mix all this together, it's not considered by those who disperse it. We don't know how astronomical the total toxicity is. And I agree with your assessment, Diane, completely. It's a wonder any of us are able to walk and talk at this point, given the level of contamination we're being exposed to, but it's killing everything. It's completely annihilating the environment. And this ecosystem that I'm in here in Northern California on the east side of Lake Shasta, thriving, absolutely thriving 20 years ago, still in spite of contamination that was already here, it's totally silent now. Every single fir tree in this forest, and that is the predominant tree in the Western forest, is in various stages of death or already dead. And this summer will be completely cataclysmic because once you reach this point, it's it's like the pressure on the branch, Sean and Diane, that you can bend it so far, but when it snaps, uh, that comes quickly and violently, and we're at that point. Dane, can I ask you a question about the record snowfall we just saw in California? Um, prior to Diane jumping on, I'd asked you what range of mountains, where was that exactly? And I think you said the San Gabriel and San Bernardino mountains. Um, to me, it's good news that we're getting all of this precipitation and we're seeing some of these reservoirs fill back up. And there's a piece of me that wants to believe maybe white hats are giving us the, uh, the precipitation California in the American Southwest so direly needs, but I'm sure that's not true. What's your take on uh, the record snowfall, the ice nucleated? What do you call it? It's not even real snow. It's scientifically, it's chemically nucleated frozen material. So it's chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. We have patents going back all the way to 1950. And to give you an idea, to make clear that this is definitely not benevolent, there's no benevolence in what they're doing right now. So as they did this to us here in California, going back to last week, just over a week ago, we had temperatures of 80 degrees where I was at. Then out of nowhere, we have a prediction of snow for two days later, one to two inches. We got 30 inches, not one to two, 30, the most I've ever seen here. And I was outside during this entire event and all I could hear is jet aircraft going by one after another, after another, the sound never died. I'm not living at the end of a international airport runway. There should be nothing in the skies above us, but during these nuclear events, and I've been outside during all the major ones going back a decade and a half, you can hear the aircraft in in a silent location like I'm in, and we know the snow is completely toxic. So all this snow that, that 
many think now will end the drought. All of it's toxic. Any runoff that comes off it is toxic, and that's not going to help anything. It makes everything worse. You, Diane, Sean, you've seen all the tree falls, right? Every time the wind blows, we have trees falling over everywhere now, right? You've seen that. Yeah. Well, I've told you in my little backyard here, which is nothing like where you live on acreage of beautiful nature, all our trees are dead. We've had to replant a bunch of pines because everything else, this area behind my house used to teem with life. I've told you that in the past, Dane. Birds as far, I mean, it was a cacophony of bird sounds for the first five, six, maybe even 10 years we lived here. Now the trees are mostly gone. The birds, I don't know where they went, but they're mostly gone too. When you contaminate the very fundamental pillars of life, starting with rain, everything else down the line will die. And that's exactly what's happening. So in addition to the trees that are not already dead, but they're blowing over even when they're still alive because their root systems have died back, just like their crowns are dying back, they can't sustain themselves anymore and they they blow over. So again, I would argue we're in the last stages of very desperate actions by the controllers as they know they cannot hide the severity of biosphere collapse much longer. Empty store shelves are coming quickly, and they're accelerating that with their targeting of agricultural regions with climate engineering. There's no question they're accelerating that process. But they're more dangerous now than ever. And again, back to if they feel they're really losing control, could they, would they disperse something much more lethal into our skies, uh, like a, a hemorrhagic fever, Ebola, Marburg, something like that, and, and put everybody down? Why wouldn't they? They've certainly been at this a long time. We know as of 1977 from the Washington Post as one source, not that I like that publication, but they acknowledged that even as of 1977, there were 239 open-air biological tests conducted by the U.S. military over U.S. populations without their knowledge or consent. That's just what we know about. This is ongoing all the time. Of course, they're dispersing whatever they want because they can, because for the reasons Diane already correctly cited, no one's willing to put down their iPhone, turn off the football game, quit drinking the beer and eating the pizza and focus on the battle. And how few are willing to do that? Yeah. Too few. Friends, just a real quick break and a word about our sponsor. We're technically at war and in a recession. Two things the government doesn't want you to know, but it's only a matter of time until the cracks start to show and you know who's going to get hit the most? You. That's why you need to protect yourself and your family, because things are going to get worse before they get better. Fortunately, Noble Gold Investments is here to help you. There's always a risk of investment and no guarantee of any kind, so do your own due diligence. But you've worked too hard to build up your savings and investments to see it all crumble. Gold and silver from Noble Gold Investments are real possessions in times like these. Knowing you're outside the system, if and when it crashes, is a great feeling. And a surefire way to keep your money safe for your retirement is a precious metals IRA. Noble Gold Investments has been helping people just like you to keep their money safe for years with these IRAs. And this month, Noble Gold is giving away a Gold Eagle bullion coin with every qualifying IRA of $50,000 or higher. Make sure you don't get trampled. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. You know, I used to joke about Subway pacifying people. Uh, you know, we had football and $5 footlongs, but now with inflation, you can't get a $5 footlong anymore, I assure you. Um, Dan, did you happen to catch Dane on Dell Big Tree's show? Dell had Dane on recently for like an entire hour. And I know Dell is driven to help try to solve this problem with lawsuits. He's got ICANN and a suite of attorneys who have really helped us in terms of these vaccine mandates and pushing the vaccines and the bioweapons on the children, all sorts of wins happening. We recently shut down that evil Senator Pan in California. This demon creature wanted to take people's right to choose regarding vaccinations away from them. He wanted to eliminate all religious or other sorts of opt-outs, and he was defeated, thank God. Uh, Dane, by the way, great job on Dell. Did you catch any of that, Diane? No, I didn't. I think it just happened. I was brushing up on his other things on uh, his own site, on his own YouTube channel, which you guys should tune into. I don't know how you're still on there, Dane, because <laughs> you're talking about some important stuff on YouTube censors, but I, it's on my list to watch. And if everybody, anybody's tuning in here, anything Dane says is pretty much 100% accurate as far as I've heard from what I've seen on lab. So watch it. Yeah, Dane, what was your experience like? I watched the entire thing and I know Dell had to be hard on you because he's sort of trying to, you know, 
dot his I's and cross his T's and he wants to come from a fact-based place and he wants to keep his credibility even though the mainstream horror media would hang him out to dry all day long about being a anti-vaxxer. But I thought you did an outstanding job and ultimately I think you won Dell over and I hope I can steps in here to help we the people because so far nobody else besides you has. I mean, quite honestly, as it relates to geoengineering. Well, thanks for bringing up the exchange with, with Dell and um, his group, and I'm very grateful for that opportunity and for their involvement, and I hope that I've brought more clearly to them the fact that if we don't deal with this issue, every other cause, every other concern will soon be a moot point. I had a recent exchange with Robert F. Kennedy as well, and my thanks to Robert for that. That's at Children's Health Defense, and for for both of these individuals, I'm very grateful to have them examine the issue, and I hope that they continue to try to understand the ramifications from it, because it it is the issue that will, and very likely in the near future, if it continues, will make all of their causes moot. Again, mathematically, statistically speaking, the greatest and most immediate threat we face is coming from our skies, is related to the aerosol spraying operations and the radio frequency microwave transmissions that are a part of those operations. Greatest and most immediate threat we face short of nuclear cataclysm. And even on the nuclear cataclysm part, climate engineering is certainly inseparable because it's destroying the protective layers of our atmosphere, starting with the ozone layer. And all the narratives that the ozone layer is recovering are 100% nonsense. They're just as false Sean and Diane, is the narrative that vaccines are safe and effective. You guys both know how false that narrative is, right? So the, the narrative that the ozone layer is recovering is completely false. At the current rate of destruction, the rate of loss, we may face functional ozone layer collapse in the next few years. We think they're altering the mix right now. They're trying to not do as much damage as they've done, which is a moot point. It's, it's like just a different form of pharmaceutical thinking that's going to make a difference. But that by itself is an existential certainty. We lose the ozone layer, we're done. So back to the nuclear part, that's making us much more susceptible to a CME, a coronal mass ejection, a solar flare. If we have a significant solar flare, anything that would compare to the Carrington event in the 1800s, that would shut down grids around the globe. That would eliminate the ability for nuclear power plants to cool themselves. Now we have Fukushima times who knows how many, 100, 200, 300, game over, done. So from every conceivable direction, the air we breathe, the nuclear cataclysm that's coming, and that's even not considering nuclear exchanges, which they're now talking about as a benefit to help cool the planet. Think how insane that is. From every conceivable direction, what's happening in our skies holds our collective futures in the balance. We have to face it or we're done. Yeah, I, I just want to say one thing here and then I'll shut up. But uh, the dog king, he wants a nuclear exchange with Russia, as do his handlers. I mean, they're willing to go there, as I predicted would be the case, had Hillary Clinton beaten Trump and been enthroned as president, as was the original plan. They were shocked that Trump actually won. So they stole it in 2020. And uh, look, I'm not going to get into the false right left paradigm, but I will say that Trump is a fetch bit better than the dog king Biden, because Trump has even just said we're going to World War Three. If these people are left in charge, he would unwind that in a day. And I, and I actually think he could, Dane. I actually think he could unwind this in a day. He doesn't want a nuclear exchange with uh, Vladimir Putin. But uh, the dog king is setting us up for just that. I guess, Dane, that might account for why they have heirloom seed vaults in where? The North Pole? I don't even know where they built that thing, but it, it does exist, an heirloom seed vault and uh, deep underground bases. These people think if they cause what you're describing is possible of happening, they're just going to ride it out underground. Let me, if I can add to that, Sean, it's not what I think is, is coming or happening. This is the car going 100 miles an hour. 10 feet from impact. That's the scenario we have inarguably, mathematically, statistically. So there's, there's no opinion involved in this. It, it will happen if we continue on this course. It's called the Doomsday Seed Vault. What you're referring to is called the Doomsday Seed Vault. Gates was involved with that as well. And paradoxically, that vault that's built within the Arctic Circle has already thawed to a degree where a significant amount of damage was done to the vault and the seeds something they thought wouldn't happen for at least a hundred more years already has happened. 
and we're back to the nonlinear equation called Venus syndrome. And again, I, I stress for your listeners, this is not about Al Gore, not about AOC or all the Green New Deal nonsense. It's about a planet that has been severely damaged from all forms of human activity that interfere with the life processes of the planet, climate engineering being at the top of that list. But the damage is real. And our opinion of people like Al Gore is not going to make it not real. So again, most significant single source of damage, climate engineering has interfered with the planet's ability to respond to the damage done. So it's it's that that we need to change, and that would at least buy us some time. And that's it, that starts with stopping the weather warfare. And I, I don't want to call it climate engineering. That's way too dignified a term. This is weather warfare. It's weather and biological warfare, as Diane just correctly described. And these elements, especially fungal related to the human body, aside from all the toxicity of these elements, when you unleash fungal everything, uh, that's an extremely insidious and, and deadly element, as Diane so correctly stated. Diane, I know you have a question about graphene and cesium-137, so I'll turn that over to you in one second. But, uh, Dane, I was entertaining uh, the idea of calling this uh, interview, naming this Chemtrails and Bioweapons Detox or Die, partially inspired by what Diane said there at the beginning, detox or die. But uh, maybe Venus Syndrome is even better. What is Venus Syndrome? Venus Syndrome is is not a metaphor. It's, It's when you unleash specific feedback loops that begin to fuel themselves, there's no known stopping point for that, which means our planet turns into a true sister to Venus. And, and those that think that that can't happen simply have not examined the data. So, so back to, if we look at the key factor in that equation, Sean, is methane. Now, Sean, you've heard, what you hear, what do you hear in media? Methane, cow flatulence, and, and that sort of divisive discussion, right? Yeah, but That's believe me, hear. listen, man, I listened to an interview that you did. I don't know if it was with George Norrie or Coast to Coast, something. You did something that scared the crap out of me about a decade ago when you were talking about the methane releases in the ocean and all the methane yes. under the seabed, and now that's starting to be a problem? You scared yes. the crap out that's of me at the time. At. All right. That's what I was getting at exactly. So although you know, cutting down forests to raise cattle is definitely a problem, and, and that's definitely highly damaging the planet. But the, the formerly frozen methane hydrate and clathrate deposits hold life on Earth, literally all of it, in the balance. So the Bermuda Triangle scenario, Diane and Sean, you you know about that, the ship sinkings intact, so forth. That's methane release, and that's not disputed consensus at this point. And when these fields release, when they thaw, they release in their entirety. So you have a massive column of methane rising through the the oceans and that aerates the water like a bottle of champagne ships have no buoyancy they go down intact but that methane then hits the surface migrates into the atmosphere begins to spread out and cover the planet like a layer of glass that's happening now on a scale that's inconceivable there's thought to be as much as 10 gigatons of methane in the arctic if one half of one percent of that releases one half of one percent one two hundredth that would be a 400% increase on the existing greenhouse gas forcing we already have. So I'm trying to point out in matter of scale that there's enough methane in the Arctic alone if it enters the atmosphere to turn the planet into Venus. And so you, once you trigger this mechanism, it is so nonlinear. It's like the fuse on a stick of dynamite. It might burn along at a specific pace. Once it hits the dynamite, game over. And we are perilously close to that point, and everything the climate engineers are doing to try to hide this, like Diane, like the pharmaceutical cure, as you so correctly outlined, that they give a certain substance to mitigate a symptom while radically worsening the entire organism in the process. And that's exactly what the climate engineers are doing as part of their operations. Again, they're waging weather warfare on on food supplies and so forth right now, but they're already, already trying to mask the severity of what's unfolding this domino cascading collapse scenario I'm trying to describe and get the methane releases from tundra and seabed are a huge part of that. And back to the snow, let's wind this all the way back to the start of this discussion, back to the engineered winter weather events that completely takes people's eye off the ball. And the fact that, yeah, maybe it was 80 degrees the day before, and maybe it's 80 degrees the day after it's, it's just happened in Denver recently, but it snowed yesterday. So everything must be fine. Sure. It's a chemical snow, and it started falling at maybe temperatures of far above freezing, and it behaves differently because it's not a naturally nucleated element. And we have the Chinese government admitting they're doing it, but our government would never do it in, in people's minds. 
So again, we, we faced a very dark scenario. We face a clinically insane power structure, Sean and Diane, and a population that still, unfortunately, and I hope this changes, is completely asleep at the wheel. Yeah, I'll I'll step in here because I, I I really want people to see that this is this is not just a chicken little thing that Dane's talking about. And that's the voice that I wanted to come onto the show to to impart upon all of you is that we can say Dane can beat his drum all day long that there are chemicals falling from the sky. And then we have the cognitive dissonance on how we've all been gaslit to not believe what Dane's saying or what I'm saying or what Sean's saying, but we need to look at this evidence. I'll, I'll share a couple of slides if it's okay, Sean, so people can actually see what this looks like. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So here's an example, everybody. This was not common in my practice 12 years ago. Is mold the root cause of your skin symptoms? I mean, it could be at this point, a number of things, but what I am seeing more than I ever have on patient urinary toxicology reports on their stool samples. These are not things that you will find when you go to your doctor and say, Hey, can you run a test on me? And then they go run some blood tests and they come back and say, Oh, everything looks fine. Well, your vitamin D is a little low and you sound sort of depressed and you know, you've got uh, some uh, ulcers. So I'm going to give you some Prilosec. I'm going to give you the purple pill. I'm going to give you some antidepressants and I'm also going to give you some prednisone and some Humira. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's I laugh, but it's not funny. It's disgusting. It's we sometimes have to laugh our our anxiety and and anger about this out because, yeah, are you depressed? Do you sometimes feel these things? Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. It's just this thing, and that's the people who Dane's talking about who sleep at the wheel. And one of the reasons why they're so asleep at the wheel is because a lot of these toxins do contaminate our pineal gland and our ability to think for ourselves. You know, we've got fluoride, we've got aluminum, mercury, barium, strontium. And these are things that I test for and have been testing for over the last 12 years. I keep repeating myself, but that's how long I've been following these things. Barium and strontium are off the charts, aluminum off the charts. We're looking at um, one of my patients right now who I had a conversation with this morning. This is not just aluminum, barium, strontium, heavy metals. This is a sign of a fungal infection. This is a sign of candida. This is a sign of mold toxicity. And so at the root of so many people's issues these days is not a prednisone deficiency, is not a a Humira deficiency or steroid deficiency. Um, Sure, vitamin D deficiency because they're blocking the sun, but that's not, blood testing is 18 years old, everybody, 18 years. That's how behind they are in Western medicine in terms of really getting to the root cause of what's going on. Wait, and wait, this wait, is wait, what... wait, wait. What do you mean 18 years old? Obviously, they've been testing people's blood for 100 years. So specifically, yeah. what do you mean by that? Good question. So it's 18 years. The science is 18 years behind what we've been finding in a lot of our research now on what you're looking at, like this specific image right here. This is the type of testing that insurance companies will not approve of, pay for, because this is getting to the root cause level. And if you go to your doctor and say, hey, why does my skin look like this? You know, they're going to give you something to put on top of it. That is what I mean by this is that they've been running blood tests for a very long time. When is the last time, if ever, your doctor, even 50 years ago, ran a test and said, you know, it looks like you are full of toxins and mold. Let's run a test to see what might be going on and prescribe a drug perhaps that might actually benefit you. No, that was pre-Rockefeller era, right? Before the 1930s Flexner report. So they've intentionally dismissed, gaslit doctors like me and the ones who are actually doing frontline research and saying, these are the problems we're seeing in our patient practices and the actual science and the actual studies. And there, you can find a whole bunch of studies. I can put all kinds of links below in the show notes that people really want to see that they're admitting these things. In fact, I'm having a webinar for the people that um, are listening. And I'm going to talk about these things in a, in a week and a half. If your people want to come, it's uh, put the link below so we can talk about like real labs. If you're going to work with a doctor, what kind of labs should you be doing? It's um, It'll be diankazer.com forward slash webinars because blood tests are, are an old school way. And to use Dane's example and my company logo, which I call it the Chi of Life, Cleanse, Heal, Ignite. Um, if you're working at branch level, 
to which is what Western medicine does, right? Branch level says, let's look at the skin rash, skin rash, and let's rub some cream over it. Let's inject you with some anti-inflammatories. All of those things are what they're doing is actually depleting your own adrenals ability to make more cortisol to put the fire out on its own. So it's impairing your endocrine system so they could replace it with theirs, with their hardware and their software. Um, Yeah. Go back to that lab chart. Yeah. The blood work chart. Right, right here. Dane can't see this. He's on his phone. So Dane, it says mold and mycotoxins. So sure. what kind of lab work is this? How does one yeah. get this specific lab work done? Exactly. So Sean, a lot of people from your audience have reached out to me and said, this has been music to my ears. I've, I've been looking for something like this and I haven't been able to found it, um, find it among the naturopaths and homeopaths, Western medicine doctors. These, this is not common practice. That's why I train doctors on these sorts of things. So I, I run these things and I have a telemedicine practice where no matter where people are in the world, with the exception of a couple countries, we ship these labs to them. They do a urinary, just a real quick urinary collection, send it back to my lab. And within three weeks, we have these results. And this is the one I emailed you about the other day, Sean. Um, and this is, it's a really simple test. But you will never find this in the Rockefellian system because they would have to admit fault that they're poisoning us with the very things that they're spraying down and the things that they are prescribing constantly. Um, this is what I'm seeing over and over. These these numbers here, these are, and so Dane can actually hear what I'm talking about. Mold creates toxins. And what I'm seeing right now is we have, depending on who you talk to, 50 to 70% of um, buildings, homes that have massive amounts of mold in them, black mold, stachybotrys. People are not testing for these things in Western medicine. Doctors, even naturopaths will prescribe well, that's not the word for it, recommend supplements because people have deficiencies. But why do people have deficiencies? It's because they have mold in their bodies, mold that are coming in through the lungs through what I wanted to ask Dane about is what kind of mycotoxins, if any, um, or mold, have we been actually testing in the the air quality of the, the chemtrails? Because I have never seen the, the level of these mold and mycotoxins on these urinary toxicology reports that I'm running on patients. We have people who are coming in and every single patient now, this is not how it used to be. Every patient has in this, in this particular patient, three different types of mold mycotoxins that came up on her urinary hormone or urinary analysis. And then there were four that were in the moderate level. So I'm seeing this in children who have barely even been around for decades. I'm seeing this in people of all ages and mold causes all kinds of symptoms. I'll give you guys a free analysis and um, the link I'll provide below with um, Sean's free detox link. And you guys can run a little uh, analysis to see is symptom are the symptoms that I'm experiencing because of mold and mycotoxins. Mold is the major reason why people can't lose weight today because it loves adipose tissue. So if you've tried to lose weight, and you've gone about it with tons of exercise, changing your diet, doing a liver cleanse, and you still can't lose weight, it could very well be and likely is mold that is living inside of your fat cells and it won't leave unless we ask it to leave. And then we've also got to consider the environment. We have 1.7 million children that are dying every year because of airborne pollution. And this is mostly in our own home. So this is what I want to talk about, you know, with your tribe um, next week, which will be, that's the date, March, I think it's 15th. Um, I'll put the link again below for, for Sean, but it's dianecaser.com forward slash webinars. We're going to talk about this because people don't know these things. So do you know, Dane, has there been mold and mycotoxins that have been researched in any of the lab um, results for chemtrails? We're about to initiate a study that will turn up much more data. It's with a major globally recognized institution. They're not disclosing their identity yet. They don't want to lose grants, but we are going to work on that. But in summary, based on everything you just outlined, I would I would completely support the soundness, the the accuracy and legitimacy of everything you're saying, and and the the whole fungal realm. Again, from the flora, the fauna, and the forests, uh, the soil microbiome, which we're seeing completely annihilated here now, because we're seeing no decom- decomposition on the forest floor. Everything just sits there. There's there's no microbiome activity, nothing. And so the fungal elements, and we see that in the trees, that are the core wood is rotting out from fungal infections. And this is in hardwoods and conifers. Across the board, fungal everything. I would, based on everything we see from an environmental standpoint, to join that with everything you're stating from a human health standpoint, all of it goes together. 
And I would completely agree with you on the totality of, of this element and the direct connection to filling our atmosphere with highly toxic elements that, again, kill beneficial microbiome, everything, and allow, unleash, at minimum, unleash fungal everything. And what they might be dispersing, back to your original question, we can't know without much more intricate study. We're trying to engage in that, but I, I would say at this point, it's a given. It's a given. The fungal elements you describe and their impact, again, not just to human health, but to the entire biosphere is, is cataclysmic already. Hey, Diane, let me ask you something as we round out the conversation here in the last five minutes or so. What is the call to action? I know you're doing a, uh, I guess, a webinar on March 15th, and I'll leave a link below. But beyond that, obviously, if you find yourself in the position of the uh, person whose picture you showed with, you know, a rash all over your body and you're in pain or other symptoms and other issues, anybody would want to tackle that. And anybody would want to know how to detox from that. What are some of the protocols I could embark on that would help me cure myself of what ails me? Absolutely. But for the rest of the people, who, you know, actually are still functioning okay and don't have rashes and don't need Humira and aren't going to their doctor asking, is this pill right for me? They might be saying, well, what difference does it make? Because as soon as I go back outside, even though I just detoxed, I'm going to be breathing this stuff in again. I'm going to be drinking it in the water. What's the point? You know, I'm playing, I'm playing devil's advocate, obviously, but really, what is the point if things are this bad? What are yeah. the protocols? What can we do? It's a really good question. And Sean, I, I read every comment below all of these videos. So I'm reading a lot of the mean people. Um, bless your hearts, all of you. <laughs> and I'm reading the comments so that I, I'm curious about everybody who's talking about how we can help and what things that you're struggling with. And what about the people, just like you said, like, what's the point of cleansing when we're going to get dirty again? Well, then I'd come back and say, well, why do we then take a shower? Why do we brush our teeth? Why do we get an oil change? You know, because if we don't, we are going to die. I am not saying this to, to, to sound abysmal or fear porn. I'm saying this to wake you guys up because right now what I'm seeing in my practice, I mean, obesity and overweight, what is that? It's people who are extraordinarily toxic, who can't let go of these toxins as fast as we're exposed to them. So every single symptom, sickness, and suffering, every single one of these things Cancer. We've talked about cancer because of parasites and toxins. And I mean, there's a lot of different things, elements to it, but those are the main two things is the infections and toxins are the main reasons that we have cancer, autoimmune disease, mental health issues, inability to sleep, inability to procreate. I could name every single symptom, hair loss, acne. If you have, you know, if you really want to get vain about it, everything is because we cannot detox and get rid of these bugs, which are there because we have toxins at the rate that we're exposed to them. So would it not make sense to do just like what we do with brushing our teeth, cleansing your liver, cleansing your colon and living what I call an ABC, always be cleansing lifestyle. Because if you don't, you're going to end up at your doctors on Humira, on prednisone and on antidepressants, on sleep medications and things to get blood circulation moving so that you could have a decent sex life, if which most people don't anymore. But these are the big main re- reasons that you have symptoms is because you're full of poisons, literal poisons and parasites. So you can make your own decision. Do you want to let, like Dane said, do you want to fall off the cliff? Do you want to be, you know, 10 feet away from the, the car rack? Or do you want to see, okay, we're telling you right now, your car is about to crash into the car in front of you and go ding, ding, ding. Okay. I'm going to do something before that happens because the car crash is going to be more painful and more expensive. So there's a way to do all of this where it doesn't feel like it's so overwhelming. It doesn't feel like so chicken little. And I put all kinds of things. I, I actually created a whole thing for your, your tribe. It's um, you can go to dianecaser.com forward slash free detox SGT. And I put so many resources in there, you guys, so many resources for you. The the main reasons that I call it the blockers, all the different areas that we're exposed to, the biggest areas that we're exposed to toxins, clean up your air, clean up your water, clean up your food. We're still always exposed to these things. But if you can do this in your own environment and you can create your own little oasis, then you're less likely to go to need a drug. Although I'll keep arguing that one drug leads to five, which leads to an organ removal, which leads to cancer because we're only numbing out the symptoms that your body is trying to tell you 
there's something going on down here. If we keep ignoring it and keep smearing creams all over ourselves and keep watching the media and keep talking about the president and this, that this person said this thing, we're totally distracted to becoming our own best doctor and taking charge of our own health. And Dane can't say it any more clear. We are breathing these things in. It's only getting worse. And we really, really have to pay attention to making sure that our, our detox pathways, our drainage pathways are open. If any of these symptoms are happening to you, that you're unpleasant, your body is trying to get toxins out and, and it is unpleasant. So do it now before it becomes very difficult to detox like that patient that I showed you an image of. Yeah. You know, the other thing too, is that, uh, none of us can be warriors in this fight for humanity if we're sick. So obviously that's a reason to detox. Uh, I was playing devil's advocate because obviously I want everybody listening to be healthy. And I know a lot of people are suffering. I mean, I know a lot of people are suffering from the bioweapon and a lot of people are dropping dead. A lot of people are dying suddenly. And a lot of people like that Judas goat, Ken Burns are saying, nope, don't look there. Listen to us. Come on CNN and listen to us. We'll take care of you as these sheepdogs lead the sheeple right over the cliff. Dane, mm-hmm. you know how much I appreciate you. I really do thank you for uh, making time for us today. Well, I'm grateful to be included in the conversation, and I would certainly completely agree with everything Diane just outlined, and that we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. It's not an option. It's an obligation, and that we're here for a reason, and that reason isn't to endlessly pursue Disneyland vacations or carnival cruises until our last day, that we're here as a part of a whole and we have a responsibility to that whole, to our posterity and taking care of ourselves, even though it's a constant battle in some ways, is absolutely an obligation. And in doing so, as Sean, you stated, we're more fit for the fight. And if we all stand together and focus on priorities. Again, if the, if the boat's going down, you stop polishing the deck rails, you plug the bottom of the boat. Climate engineering is that biggest hole in the bottom of the boat right now. And again, it's it's weather warfare, biological warfare. Engineering is, is a far too dignified term, but we can all absolutely make a difference. That's an exponential equation. Also, if people share credible data with two people on the first day of a 30-day month and those two to each second day and so forth, that's into the millions at the end of 30 days. Do it effectively and efficiently at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. We have an activist suggestions link that outlines what to do, how to do it, how to be effective, how to play chess effectively. And again, it's a, it's a team effort. And if we all stand together and focus on what should be our proper priorities, we can yet make a profound difference, even at this late hour. Yeah. And one more thing, Dane, before we let you go, I know that at your site, geoengineeringwatch.org, there are full color flyers and educational materials available to my audience at essentially below cost, right? It is below cost. And we've struggled tremendously during these snowstorms to get those materials out. So activists have the tools they need to fight in this battle. And yeah, we have not, we started at below cost. and Now a lot of costs have gone up and we haven't raised anything. Our only goal is to get those materials into circulation and that's the most effective tool. A picture is worth a thousand words. So again, that's um, something we will try to continue to do as long as we can to get those, make those materials available. So activists, activists have what they need to fight this battle in the field. Yeah. Well, God bless you, man. And Diane, love your glasses. I'll give you the last word here. So this uh, webinar is March 15th. Is that right? Yeah. You guys make, make this a priority. It's March 15th. I'm going to have another woman who actually, works with children and has for 15 years. Um, she's, she's very, very intelligent as well on toxins. And she and I are both going to be talking about this. She's been helping a lot of the children, uh, on the, that have A's anxiety, autism, ADHD, ADD, and these are adults too. I mean, it's all of us. So when you go to your doctor and you're like, what's my problem? And they give you a blood test and that's it. We, it is so old school. It's like using a pager or a BlackBerry to call somebody in 2023, right? So we really want you guys to see what's happening underneath the hood that that is the truth that that actually puts into true picture what Dane is talking about that is happening under your hood. So these are things it's like what we're going to talk about is if it's raining outside, you got to have a hood on, you got to have an umbrella or else you're going to get pummeled and soaked. This is what's happening with our toxic load now. And your liver is that equivalent thing. It's like a jacket that's getting super wet. Your liver is saying, please, I need your help. And it's not just liver enzymes 
that will tell you that it's whether or not you are full of this, these molds and metals and environmental toxins and, and, and the 8,000 forever chemicals like DuPont and the nonstick and the crap we've been wearing on our face. This stuff has been backing up even before COVID, but especially the last three years. And if we don't get this stuff out of the kids, they don't stand a chance to procreate or have children either. So literally humanity is is at our hands right now and we have to figure out how to get these toxins out and that's what we're doing on march 15th so i hope you guys can make it it'll be dianekaser.com forward slash webinars and if you guys want to follow any of the other things that sean and i have done on these episodes um all of his links on how to get the the supplements that i recommend we should all be taking binders every single day because there's too many toxins not to yeah very good all right guys i will leave the links below I want to thank my guests for their generous contribution to this conversation today and all your time. Diane Kayser, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, always a pleasure. And Dane Wigington, you're a hero to many and a, uh, what would we say, a hero to many and a mentor to me. So thank you so much. Just trying to do my part, Sean. Thank you so much for your time and for yours, Diane, and for both of you refusing to yield to this darkness. Let's forge forward in this fight no matter what. All right. God bless you both. And God bless the audience. Thank you so much for tuning in, friends. If you're still with us, please spread this far and wide within your sphere of influence on social media. Get the word out. And thanks so much for being here. For real news every single day, guys, visit us for free at thephaser.com, thelibertymill.com, and of course, guys, sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies 24-7. God bless. Bye-bye. The lie of January 6th is coming exposed, and that's why they're going bonkers, because they lied about uh, the, the lab in Wuhan. They've lied about the vaccine. They've lied about the election. The fraud begins in our counties. Our counties, our counties, our counties. So this is what gives the foundation for the deep staters at the federal level. 